I'm Neve. I'm Nick. Megan. And you are listening to our show, Megan Moments, here on 102.9 FM, WLAS, LP Newton. We are lucky to have the members of Lost Stars here on the phone with us today. Hi, guys. How you doing? Great. How are you? How did you guys meet? Like, what inspired you to come together as a band? Yeah, so uh, Damien and I met when we were in high school. Um, we met back in Kansas City. We grew up there, started playing a pep band together, and then from there just kind of joined Alternative Rock High School Band. And here we are about 10, 12, 13, 14, however many years later now <laughs> with Lost Stars. Oh, wow. I was looking at your guys' Spotify last night. You got some significant streaming numbers, and you also got a lot of followers on TikTok. Do you think that that helped inspire early? build a fan base for you guys yeah i think so i think it's uh it definitely motivated us and uh made us really excited about the music that we put out just seeing how much it means to people that we don't even know so it's really cool so how did you guys come up with the name lost stars yeah so we came up with that name pretty much there's there's a movie called begin again with mark ruffalo and kira knightley and Damien and I, we just absolutely fell in love with that movie. And we watched it probably like six times within one year. And the main title track of that movie is a song called Lost Stars. So anytime anyone asks what the name of our band is, I say Lost Stars. And we are not Adam Levine because Adam Levine <laughs> sings the song. <laughs> Wait, so, students, you guys go on tour. You would say a decent amount, right? I'd say so. Okay. Which song would you say that gets sung back to you the loudest at your shows? Definitely um, Here's the Beans. Yeah, Charlie's right. So, Blacklist. For Blacklist, yeah. Oh, okay. Those are both great songs. I know those were the ones that Neve sent to me. She was like, check these guys out. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah going back uh, a couple questions about um, movies. As uh, an avid film watcher myself, I got to know, what are some of your favorite films all time you know i'm not really good at playing favorites but what i can tell you is that i can quote the entirety of emperor's new group great choice yes i can vouch for that you can <laughs> do that it's pretty fun to watch it, d- it makes watching that movie an entirely new movie uh, <laughs> i like i like classics like goodwill hunting and dead poet society yeah those, those are great are movies fun. I love that they're both I'm Robin the Williams. Four, so I love my feelings. Once again, Megan is geeking out over here. Oh, I just <laughs> love that they were both Robin Williams movies, like classic. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, also it, Robin Williams is the best. Like, genie is top tier for sure. Oh yes. Um, but you know, just action, adventure, fantasy, uh, drama, animated. I don't know. They're all good. Yes. Personally, I can never get enough of Jumanji, but. Ooh. Oh, nice, yeah. Well, you guys have a new single out called Hoodie, and uh, how, would, how would you say that song? Like, what inspired that song? Um, you know, I think we were kind of sitting down with uh, some friends, and we were kind of talking about missing possessions post-breakup, and it kind of was like, what if we wrote a song that kind of, like, reclaims yourself and says, you know what, I'm missing some of my things, but that's all you'll ever be to me is something I'm just missing that's as trivial as some possession. Like, you're not going to ruin my life. 
just because I don't have this t-shirt anymore or I'm missing an iPhone charger because you never gave it back to me or whatever. And so it's kind of like about, you know, that, that feeling of empowerment and knowing that someone is not going to ruin your life after they leave and they shouldn't. And, you know, you're above the nonsense that can come after breakups and petty arguments and social drama. Love that message. I relate to it. I also <laughs> saw that you guys released another song with this because it was like two songs in this single. It was Dead Man Walking and Hoodie. So are these two songs leading up to like an album release or like a new up and coming project? We honestly would love to do an album at some point. Um, however, the we the, just can't talk about reality. it too much yet. That that's fair. Totally fair. Some confidential stuff. Just keep there might stuff. be something in the works. Yeah. There might not be something in the works. Who knows? You'll just have to wait and find out. Yes, but definitely lots of new music. And uh, we would love to put out an album, like Charlie said, is all that we're trying to say. Yeah. Um, if you could tell your younger self something, what would you tell yourself? Hmm. Hey, dude, just keep trucking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with Charlie. Like, I remember those times of feeling so discouraged and like uncertain about where I am in the world. And in a way, I still feel the same way, which like don't bum yourself out overthinking about that. But the thing is that we're always just trying to figure out where we're going and we're never going to have it all figured out at any point in our life. So just remember to keep moving forward and, and surround yourself with friends and surround yourself with your passions and just don't give up. We've kind of just gotten, I think, better at our craft just because that's what happens when you practice with something and you get more repetitions on things. So we have more experience, you know, for example, playing guitar. I have more experience saying when I play a G chord and follow up with a C chord, it's going to sound like this. And it, and it just makes the sounds in our heads a little bit easier to come to life. Um, also, we have been expanding the people that we work with. I think that's huge. So we're able to say, you know what, there are things that other people can bring to the table besides ourselves. And if everybody brings the best stuff to the table, that means we're going to get the best product, best results. I think another thing is just over time, instead of trying to realize your own identity, it kind of organically forms. Yeah. If you stop worrying about trying to have like a sound or a look or whatever, and you just naturally get used to the things that make you passionate and eventually turns into just this is you you know and sometimes it takes a while to figure out what that is usually because of overthinking and worrying about what other people are doing but i think one thing i really like about what me and charlie are doing right now is we're not really necessarily overthinking what is our sound and how should this look and whatever it's just like only really comes down to us at this moment is is this song good? Do we like this song? Is this a message we want to get out to our fans? Is this a message we want for ourselves? You know, and I think that's a cool spot to be in for both of us. Yeah. And it especially helps, I'm sure, being in a music city as such as Nashville. Yeah, Nashville's great. Absolutely. What would you say helps make you guys stand out with all the artists that are in a city like Nashville? We uh, don't give up. There you we go. We keep going. <laughs> Like, we, we've, we've been at this for a while, and we see that, you know, we've seen people around us kind of get overnight success, and then we've seen that overnight success turn into an overnight memory, you know? And 
we get to see like, all right, you know, if we keep doing, if we keep at this, if we keep touring, if we keep making, you know, making organic fans, it's gonna, it's gonna pay off, and it already has. It's, it's already been this amazing journey where I get to wake up and I get to say, all right, what am I doing today? Oh, I, me, Damien, and a couple other friends were writing a song today. What a better way to spend a Tuesday, you know? Or I wake up and I'm in Atlanta playing a show. It's freaking awesome. It's amazing, and I'm so grateful for it. I think Charlie's super right about that. Grit is so hard to have, um, but if you are delusional enough to continue to believe in your dreams, they actually just might come true at some point. And we're still on our way, but, you know, we've watched so many people kind of give up and end up somewhere else in their life. And, you know, and that's not a bad thing, but uh, I think we're just stubborn enough to keep going. Perseverance. I love it. Do you have a favorite uh, memory from a concert or a tour that you have? So this is going to sound really like not cool, but it is the thing that, Charlie and I talked the most about of any tour memory. And it was in New York City. We came up and a blizzard was rolling through town. And we played the show and like we we had some people come out, but there were like a lot of problems. Like Charlie got strep throat and he was like dying. And then we were supposed to stay with a friend of a friend at their place in Brooklyn. And so he takes us down to the basement and he's like, yes, yeah, so you guys can sleep down here. I don't have any blankets or pillows or anything. And it was just a concrete floor and it was freezing. And so we made it through the night by covering ourselves in our own clothes as blankets and pillows. And backpacks as pillows. <laughs> it's I think... just like a good reminder of like how far yeah. we've come and how much we care about this, that we're willing to suffer for it. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds silly. That's but... one of that's one of our earlier ones. I think since then, the amount of people that have come up to us after shows and have shared with us experience of how our music has gotten them through really tough spots is definitely the coolest thing to me. That reminds me, like, oh, Charlie, keep going. <laughs> people need. Yeah. Help. Also, and it, it re- reminds me that this project is bigger than me and Damien combined. It always comes at like really good moments for us too. Yeah. I always feel like I'm kind of hitting some kind of low, you know, because you know being a musician is up and down. And then like when someone comes up to you after a show and they tell you about what this music means to you, you just like are reminded like, oh shoot, like this is becoming more than me in some ways. And just like Charlie said, like keep moving. I don't know. Going off of like touring and stuff like that, are there any upcoming tours or exciting things that fans can look forward to? I think fans can look forward to some new music coming out this month and onward. Uh, we're going to be making a little announcement next week. Ooh, okay. You heard it so here first. <laughs> keep your eyes out for that. And I'm pretty sure that we'll be touring all around in 2023. Oh, you'll have to come to Boston. We'd love to. We'd love it. Have you guys ever toured in Boston? No. No. Oh, first time for everything. Yeah, the farthest uh, northeast we kind of hit was like New York City and Baltimore. Baltimore, Philadelphia. I don't really know what geography is. Yeah. Pick up some Ben Franklin. Wait, no, Ben Franklin is. You're talking about Sam Adams. Yeah. Sam Adams. <laughs> Close enough. I mean, yeah. Boston Tea Party. Paul Revere's house. Paul Revere. Paul Revere's goat. You've been in New York in the winter. It's the being here is like being in New York in the winter because it, it's cold. It's cold. Hopefully, I won't have to strip. The <laughs> only time I've been in New York City, the very first place I went was an urgent care 
<laughs> we don't manifest any more urgent care trips. First two stops in New York City for me were the Minute Clinic and then the CVS right after that. But those are always memorable things on tour. You're like, oh, I remember that time I was sick. I don't know why those are always the ones that stick with you. So, yeah, you guys will have to come out into Boston. And uh, what advice would you guys give for someone wanting to follow in your footsteps? I think it's kind of like what Charlie's been saying. I said take our advice because we don't use it. Just about what Damien was probably going to say of just if you have something that you want to do and you feel like you need to do it, do it. If there's something else that you feel like you'd be happier doing, do that. You know, life is all about how can I get the... How can I get the most content piece out of life? And if you find yourself consistently doing something that makes you feel bad, it's time to change something until the the pain of the change is bigger than the pain of the pain. Things are going to remain the same. I don't know if I did anything. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's great. And I also think the other half of that thing when you're trying to do something you want to do is try not to let social media damage your journey. Um, and I mean this in the way that so many times when you're trying to do something you're passionate about, the internet has this funny way of showing you a million other people that are doing it on a level above you with, you know, attention or accolades or things that you don't have that'll make you feel like, well, maybe I'm not cut out for this, but you really just need to have grit in order to achieve your dreams. And like I said earlier, just be a little bit delusional about it. Surround yourself with people that support you. Uh, have people to lean on for encouragement when you feel like you don't know if you should keep moving forward. And remember why you wanted to do it in the first place every time you feel like giving up. Okay. That's some good advice. I'm taking all that in. <laughs> so our show on this station is called Megan Moments, which I now have to explain what that means. So... Typically throughout my life, I have had moments where I either my brain and my body just don't seem connect to one another and short circuit, we guess. And I either end up saying something stupid or I end up like tripping and falling. Tripping on air. (laughs) Yes. Tripped on snow. These two will fell fell off a cliff. These two will throw me under the bus. But anyways, we ask this to everyone we interview. Uh, What are some so-called Megan moments that you guys have had? The other day, I uh, was going to the bathroom, and I'm going to try to not get too graphic here. But as a male, I stand up with that, and I was like, "Oh, you know, my breath feels a little stale right now. Let me get some mouthwash as I'm doing this uh, action." So I was multitasking, and I grabbed my cube of mouth or my bottle of mouthwash and I'm swishing around and I set the bottle back down on the sink wherever where it was and I had the cap in my hand and then I dropped the cap into the toilet as the other first action was being done and then without thinking I just kind of flushed the toilet afterwards and I couldn't flush my toilet for about a week and I had to get a plumber to come out and we had to take the toilet out and turn the water off and all that. And we had to fish out a mouthwash cap out of my plumbing. So is that a Megan moment? Yes. Yeah. I will entirely give that one to you. Yeah. That, yep. You are right. That's on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice job, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks. Damien, do you have any? Well, I guess it depends on how much, what defines a Megan moment in some ways. Um, let's just say, 
one morning, I'm like getting up, and I'm like, it's a Saturday. Yeah, woke up late. Nothing crazy to do today. Just kind of be like, yeah, what can I do today? So I go to the curtains, and I open the curtains to be like, oh, hey, what's the weather like today? But I didn't realize that uh, somebody placed a weight, like a, a like a dumbbell. Oh no! On the ledge to make the curtains hug closer to the wall so that less light would leak through. And so I just opened the curtains, and a 15 pound weight falls on my foot, and it broke my foot. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god! <laughs> just, just. And I was just like, literally, like. Good morning, world. (laughs) But there were lots of expletives. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. Just Uh. telling you, Damien, when you said there was a there was like a weight on the curtain, I can tell you everybody in this room right now, like entire body tensed up. We were like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) We're like, we have a feeling where this is going. I'm I'm walking pretty normal now. That's good. We would hope so. They gave him some really it was a really like stylish foot cast that like I saw it and I was like oh you got a new pair of shoes where's your other one <laughs> I was like oh Velcro's back in style I mean who knows a lot of styles from the 80s are coming back Do Velcro you, uh... may make a comeback yeah yeah I work I work in a bar and there were these people staying at the hotel bar that I was working at and they were all like in fashion or something and so one of them was like, oh, where'd you get that shoe? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my foot's broken. And he's like, oh, well, it looks pretty good. <laughs> like, he was about to, like, ask me where he could buy some. <laughs> I mean, forgot to tell you that, Charlie. <laughs> you should break your other foot so that you have two of them. <laughs> I mean, but I don't think you want to do that, though. One broken foot is enough. Maybe I'll just go to urgent care and be like, can I just buy a shoe? <laughs> well, insurance won't pay for it unless it's broken. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Do you still put a weight on the curtains then? No. Is there a different no. uh, Is there a different method uh, involved to keep the light out? I think somebody found that pillows might be better or something else that can't hurt people. Yeah. That would be a much safer option. <laughs> if you just like people you're around i suppose you could put weights on all the curtains you went to their curtains i don't know if you could just tell but i am kind of like the mom friend of the show so when you're on tour which one of you would you say is like the mom friend who always is like looking out for everybody our tour manager alex is constantly going hey have you guys had water hey have you guys had water hey you guys want some water here's some water very helpful that, that is me. And be like, hey, man, you should probably sleep right now. Yep. Always good to have like, those people. And, like, and then he'll come up to me and be like, hey, I know we want to keep driving, but it'd probably be good if you guys ate some food. What did like, Alex... Oh, stuff like that, like verbatim quote. What did Alex say when you broke your foot with the weight? Oh, I don't know if he knows about that yet. Oh, well, he oh. does now. He's listening. He's listening. He does now. <laughs> So, would you guys say there are any artists or bands that inspired you when making music? No, um, man. <laughs> Charlie's inspiration comes from within. No, but for real, um, I don't know. I guess it kind of depends. Like, when we're working on music, sometimes it's, like, something new that we've heard that we're like, whoa, that's really cool. Like, 
what is our take on that? And sometimes it's like, man, I was listening to this song from the 90s or something, and I forgot how much I loved it, and it'd be cool to do something like that in a song. And sometimes it just organically comes out from our natural musical inclinations at this point, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Like, we're not trying to find our identity anymore. We're just doing what we do. I think uh, for me, a lot of kind of going on that last thing Damien was saying, it's just kind of innate in who we are. Like, like my influences are like ACDC and John Mellencamp, like Bruce Springsteen, all that. Like, I grew up on all that stuff. And then also with like Jack's Mannequin and Green Day and more like kind of pop punk kind of stuff. Um, that just kind of comes through a little bit and whether or not I try, we try to do it. And I feel like a lot of like stuff Charlie comes up with also is kind of inspired by like bleachers and the 1975 and, and like I take that a step further and say those bands are inspired by like Nile Rodgers and Sheik and all that and Donna Summers. Yeah, we've talked about that like in a way where you can take any of your favorite music right now and kind of think about okay, well, who inspired them to make that? And so you inspired kind of go through this musical genealogy in a way. It's like weird to think about that all of the music that you love right now actually stems from jazz. And you're probably like, well, those are so far removed, how do they relate? And if you go down the rabbit hole, you'll somehow find a way all the way back to like Baroque music. So speaking of like artists and bands, uh, are there any specific artists or bands that you would like to go on a tour with as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to open up for ACDC. I wonder if ACDC would like what we're doing. <laughs> I was literally thinking about that today. I was like, what would Angus Young say if he heard me list him as an influence and he heard our music? Would he be like, oh, that's what I did? I hope he'd be like, you know what, that's pretty cool. The, the music gets to carry on decades later. Would be like dope to open for like Dan Camino? Or Coldplay, you know, even Bleachers. Yeah, or even Demi Lovato. We just like so much music. So whether it's Five Seconds of Summer or, or whether Toby it's like wants us to open for him. <laughs> Interesting that you said Toby Keith. I think this next question will be pretty, a bit tougher then, if uh, considering you guys love music. But uh, if you could hang out with any musician from any era, who would it be? I already know. If I could hang out with any musician, it would be Chester Bennington, lead singer of Linkin Park. Yeah. Chester definitely had a big impact on just my identity as a human being in a lot of ways. And uh, I think a lot of the music that Linkin Park made kind of inspired the way I view music. You know, they're not really one thing. They have pop songs. They've got rock songs. They've got metal songs. They've got hip-hop songs. They've got electronica. And the messages that Linkin Park was singing at a time where all these songs coming out about, like, you know, being in the club with money and stuff. I feel like music from Linkin Park and My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy, whatever, like, gave me the courage to keep pushing in dark times when I was young. And uh, I just would really like to just hang out with Chester to thank him for that. Well, I think we're coming around to the time where we wrap up. So where can people find you if they are interested in listening to your stuff? We live in Nashville. My address is... No, <laughs> 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 
You can find us on all the socials at Lost Art Music. It's going to be Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, um, for all those Deezer heads out there, YouTube. But yeah, hang out with us on TikTok and Instagram. And, and, and if you uh, follow us on those, you'll probably find out when we are playing in a city near you or when we're dropping a song online. Yeah, whenever you guys come out to Boston, you'll have to come stop by the station because we'll be here. We'd love to. Yes, we'll be happy to have you guys back. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We enjoyed talking with you guys. Hope you had fun. fun. Yeah, that was great. You guys are awesome.